0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's another lovely Sunday here on Oops, I Missed Church, KMZN Radio. I have two very special guests today for you, lovely listener. Their names are Robert and Hedy. It's actually Hedwig?
1: That is correct.
0: And you're from Germany, right?
1: That is correct.
0: You guys met World War II? No? No.
1: No, after World War
0: II. Okay. So I just want to know everything I can about you guys and the story you've lived. Because I think we all have something to learn from one another, and you, being a little older than me, just a little, have obtained a lot of wisdom, I imagine. And you probably, you're humble, so you're not ready to admit that, are you? (laughs) Excuse me? No no worries. I was just saying you're wise because you're older. Yes, sir. (laughs) Can I ask how old you are, each of you?
1: Well, I'm 90 years old. I'm close to 91.
0: Wow. Stop lying to me. I would have said 46.
1: No, you stop lying to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Robert? How old are you? I'm 88. 88. Wow. Wow. So you robbed the cradle a little, huh, Hetty?
1: I, I do not understand what you mean by that. That's okay. <laughs> Just
0: because he's a little younger, I meant.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So I want to hear your story and how you all met. Can you tell me that? Okay.
1: That is, go that's,
0: ahead.
2: That's simple. I was a security guard in military police, oh. Kralheim, Germany, and and McKee Barracks and she was a telephone operator on the post and I see her going in and out and the way we got to know each other is ever I noticed when she would come and go she always wore black Hmm. so one day she was going and there was no traffic or nothing I I asked her if she asked a question she said sure I said, how come you wear black all the time? She said, well, my father died in Germany. You
0: have to wear black for one year. Mm, Wow. That was our start. Okay, and how old were you then when you first met? How old was I? Yeah, when you met.
2: I was about uh, 23. Wow. 22, 23. Awesome.
0: And I spoke with Clay a few weeks ago. And he said you weren't ready to date right away. No. No, you wanted to wait a little while. Or no. he had to convince you.
1: No. I, I didn't want to get married, period. Oh, ever? Ever.
0: Wow. Good work, Robert. <laughs> you got her. <laughs> and how long have you been married now? In
2: June the 29th, it'll be
0: 65 years. Wow. That's amazing. Thanks for hanging in there. You know what I mean?
1: You know what I mean. I'm not hanging because if you hang, you have to hold on; or you, or else, you fall.
0: Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, you guys, I'm I'm curious. Clay sent me some information, and you couldn't swim when you joined the navy, right, Robert? Say it again. You couldn't swim when you joined the navy.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was born in Boverly, Missouri. Oh, wow. And I lived there for several years. And when I was about 12 years old, I went to Tucson, Arizona. Huh. I lived there for a while and then went back to Missouri. And my parents got divorced when I was 16. Hmm. And uh, so, uh, of course, I lived from one to the other and everything. So, I, so when I was 17, I enlisted in the Navy. Oh, wow. And. Uh, an interesting thing there is that everybody where I was raised, in fact I got it from the newspaper that I was born, my name was Bobby Lee Haley.
0: Hmm.
2: So when I enlisted in the Navy, I went down, the guy gave me this paper, he said, All you gotta do is fill these out. And I filled them out. He comes, over, he says, What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I says, I'm filling out the form you told me. He, he said, That is not your name. I said, You're crazy. I thought my name was Bobby Lee. I didn't know it was Robert Lee. I'd never
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. You just went by Bobby all the time.
2: Yes, and yeah. they still go by yeah, back, back in Missouri uh, and family.
0: yeah. so you guys you what you met in Germany, and then when was it you moved back to the u s
2: nineteen fifty eight was the first time because I was still in the military. okay. 1958. Oh. We moved back to uh, we moved to the states. Gotcha. And I was assigned to uh, Fort Benning, or uh, to Seattle, Washington.
0: Awesome. And Hattie, when did you first come to America? Was it '58 as same well? Time. Oh, yeah, okay. at the
1: same time. Churnary, and, Churnary the in 1958.
0: Wow. And what did you think at first?
1: Well, first of all, it was winter. Oh, and uh, we went to California, and it was warm. They don't wear no jackets. So this is not right. Yeah. So I had to get used to that.
0: Mm-hmm. And did you miss Germany quite a bit, or were you excited to be in the US?
1: Oh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I was excited, mm-hmm. oh, yeah.
0: And so my parents were born in 55, just three years before you guys got here. And I love talking to them and learning about what it was like graduating high school in the 70s and whatnot. When did you guys graduate high school? I didn't. Oh, you just didn't? Nice.
2: And not until I got in the military, in the Army. Okay. And then being I was an NCO, and uh, I had a super clear, clear, clearance. You had to have a high school diploma, mm. so I had to get... Uh, had to take the test. Yeah. And I had told the guy, I said, I ain't seen a book in years. How do you expect me to take a test? <laughs> he said, try. He said, you might surprise yourself. And I passed.
0: Oh, awesome.
2: And at that time, they were pushing to get all the NCOs with their uh, high school education papers. Mm. So they would contact your original school that you would have graduated from high school, like mine back in Mobile, Missouri. Right. And the people that I would have graduated with, they take their grades, and would you believe I come out in the top 10% of the class.
0: Oh, my goodness. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Just from living. Yeah. And did you graduate
1: high school, Hetty? No, I only went to school for six years because wow. we were bombed. Mm. There was no more schools. There was no more teachers for one year. Wow. So I was 14 years old. And uh, I had tried to survive, have something to eat, so I went to the farm. I worked on the farm for two years. So all I have is a sixth-grade education.
0: Oh my goodness, that's amazing. You don't you you sure talk well. Oh really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's so. I'm so curious what it was like just being in Germany during. World War II, even, because were you there while it was going on?
1: Yes. When the war started, I was seven years old. When it ended, I was 13 years old.
0: Wow. And there was something, Clay mentioned something about being drafted into the Hitler Youth.
1: Yes. Well, actually, I have a book
0: here. Oh, you can share anything from that if you'd like. Is that the just like a journal of yours
1: and I just wrote it for my kids about my life. Oh, well, anyway, on. I uh, when you're eight years old, you get drafted in the Hitler Youth. Wow. And without ever- choice. Oh, you had to. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Well, Wednesday afternoon was no school. We had to go to meetings. And. Mm. Sometimes Saturday afternoon, because we're in the school Saturday morning. Gotcha. And uh, we had to march, we had to learn songs, mm. and it was very strict.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. And did, was it, I mean, with being without choice and forced into that, Did you have any siblings that also had to be in there, or were
1: you just by yourself? No, no. I had uh, an older brother Mm -hmm. and an older sister. They were in it as well. They had to do.
0: And so how many years did you have to do that?
1: Okay. I I was 13, from eight years to 13 years.
0: Okay. So five years total. Yeah. And... Did you, did you ever meet anyone, say like a Jewish person and being indoctrinated like that at eight years old to 13 years old, did you feel at all that it was untrue or wrong because it was forceful or how did it make you feel, I guess?
1: Okay, in my hometown, we had Jewish people and they mostly were business people. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the beginning of the war, one night, they all had to pack up, all all they could do is carry, uh, what they can carry, Mm. and they were gone. And uh, before that, actually, they had to wear a a star under clothing, so everyone would know they're Jewish people. Mm I've seen that. Yeah. And uh, well, they were packed up on the trains and go to the concentration, uh, concentration camp. Yeah. But that was the end of that.
0: Right. Have you been back to Germany uh, at all since you left?
1: Oh, yeah. Quite I've a few times? Th- three times.
0: Okay. And what's that like going back now?
1: Oh, it's not the same anymore. Of but, course. Because the older people I knew that passed away and the younger people I do not know.
0: Mm. Yeah, so, it's so just very different.
1: It's very different, yeah.
0: yeah. So ha- where all did you guys live in the United States? Where all? Yeah, have you lived in a lot of places here? I was in, yeah. the, I was in the military. Right. Oh, I did. So you hopped around quite a bit.
2: But I didn't spend as much time in the States as I did overseas.
0: Gotcha. And
2: to get a long time... I had to go to Germany. That's a three-year tour. That's Mm -hmm. the longest I stayed in one place. Oh, wow. For the entire time I was in the military.
0: And that's when you all met? Sure. That's when you all met, correct? Yes. Nice. And Clay mentioned something about the pastor who wouldn't approve your marriage because he didn't think you would make life well in the U.S., Correct. Can you tell me about that story?
1: Well, uh, we need a lot of paperwork uh-huh. from German people and American people. I had to um, go to his commanding officer on talk. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the German government. And uh, before you get married at City Hall... There is a window and whoever wants to get married, they put both names in the window and have you something against those people. Then you can come in and that's be there for two weeks. Hmm. And let's see what else I had to do. Well, it, it took six months to get a paperwork together. Wow. And then we needed a translator when we got married because huh. he, 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 he couldn't. Uh, he had to he have
2: didn't. everything was in six, uh, six copies in English and six copies in German wow. of everything, piece of paper. We had a stack of papers like that. Yeah,
0: just all the red tape and things you had to go through to make it work. A lot. Yeah,
2: you figured six months.
0: Yeah, wow. And so you've learned English. Have you ever learned German, Robert?
2: Not very good. Yeah. Uh, I stayed go with, there. With her mother used to work for uh, Americans uh, after the war, or actually. And anyway, uh, she learned a lot, but she couldn't speak it, but she understood English. Mm. So we got to a point where I, walk, I come in and I wanted to talk to her. I talked in English and she answered in German. I mean, in English a in German, and it just went back and forth.
0: And you were able to and, understand, and, and
2: I understood enough German that I understood.
0: That's you cool. Know. So you could still speak, but it just you didn't, you couldn't speak in their tongue necessarily, and they no, couldn't I didn't. in yours. Uh,
2: yeah. A uh, good thing about my wife is that uh, before I come to Germany, uh, she was uh, feeling bad, and you know, she, I, anyway, she had heard that. Uh, she goes someplace else. She went to a doctor. and They recommended she go to England uh, for a year. And she contacted somebody. And the guy was a doctor, but he had a family. And she was helped around the house and dodged it. And they had a young son. And was just learning to talk. Mm-hmm. She learned to speak English by lear- hearing him learn words. And one year... That she was in England, she came back and got a job on a military post as a a telephone operator. Wow! Now to me, that is fantastic.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Good work, Eddie. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, and so I feel that you guys have probably loads and loads of stories, just from your life and experiences, and I find that I personally believe traveling is the best form of education. It's the best way to learn about yourself and about people. And I'm curious if you have any place you've gone that you would consider your favorite. Favorite? Yeah, just a favorite.
1: San Antonio, Texas. Oh, perfect.
2: Uh (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Well, we were stationed up in Washington State. Oh, yeah. A couple of times, and I loved it up
0: there. Yeah, it's beautiful. I was born in Oregon. And oh, so lovely. we were close to yeah. Washington up there, and I love being by the coast and the mountains and all the forests because yeah. it's just so beautiful.
2: I was thinking about retiring up there. Yeah, and I was in Texas at the time, and uh, I called a friend of mine. And he says "He says they closed the aircraft plants up here." Said uh, if you can get a job somewhere else, do it. But he says you can't even get a job washing dishes up here. Mm. And
0: that's the reason I didn't go up there and retire. Gotcha. So how long have you all been in Texas now?
1: Almost 50 years.
0: Wow. That's amazing. And you still love it down here. I love it. (laughs) We came up here to visit friends one weekend.
2: And had never been here before. Oh. And uh, we looked at houses on Saturday and Sunday morning. And we bought the house that we're still living in oh my at that time, in one weekend.
0: And that what year was that, 1970? 1972. Wow. Oh, yeah, 50 years. I forgot it was 2022. Oh, man. Well, that's so cool. I love it. I'm so glad you guys are willing to talk to me. You might not think it's that crazy, but I just love learning from people. And I think it's amazing that you've been married for so long because so many people this day and age seem to treat marriage kind of casually and not take it serious, and so I appreciate your... No, I do
1: you know what love is?
0: <laughs> I, I am still discovering, you know? I think it's an endless discovery, but I have an idea of what love is.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. But what,
0: do you th- what would you say it is?
1: Well, you see, I had to leave. I had to leave my family. Mm-hmm. I had to leave, I had all my furniture. I had to leave everything. Yeah. I could only take how many pounds? I could only bring my uh, china and my silver. Huh. I couldn't, that's all I that's had. That's it.
0: And your husband. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Oh, yes. <laughs> that's so cool. So I'm curious, just kind of about. What you've experienced growing up and how things have changed since you first came to America, what are some of the greatest things you feel you've been able to live through and experience or some of the most memorable maybe moments that stick with you?
1: Since we've been in the United States? Yeah. (sighs) My husband went to Vietnam. Vietnam. Hmm. Well, when we came to Germany, we had three boys and a six-weeks-old a six girl. Wow. And we landed in New Jersey. We had to buy a car, drive to Missouri, then on to uh, California and on to Washington, which took a whole month.
0: Yeah. Quite a road trip. Yes. <laughs> and so you have four kids total? Yes. Awesome. And are they all, where are they all? Are they in San Antonio or have they spread out quite a bit?
1: We have uh, a son that lives in Spring Branch. Oh, yeah. We have a son that lives in Beeville. Okay. And we have a daughter that lives in Shannover Park. Nice. That's it.
2: We have one son
0: passed away. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that. And what are some things, what do, you, what do you think is like one of the coolest inventions you've seen come out? Or one of the things that's been invented that is so different from what you were used to growing up? Is there anything you can think of? And it's okay if not.
1: When I, when I grew up, there was hardly any cars. It was horse and buggy.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And then... Never been in a car, but in a taxi about three times before I came to to United States. Wow. And then there are cars, so I had to learn how to drive.
0: Mm. And how old were you when you learned how to drive?
1: 30 years old.
0: Oh, wow. That's amazing. Um, I'm also curious, I'd love to talk about church, because my show is called Oops, I Missed Church, and it's every Sunday in the afternoon and so i'm curious if you go to church and what you believe about the world and what you believe about god
1: okay we are lutheran oh cool because in germany either you're catholic or you're protestant mm-hmm. so i was raised lutheran so we go to lutheran church and uh, even that over the years has changed yeah but uh, we like to go to church.
0: Mm-hmm. What has that has it been an important factor in your life yes. in any
1: way? Oh yes.
0: How so? Would you say?
1: Well, after church, I'm uh, more relaxed, or I'm ready for another week.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of sets you up for the week, right? Yes. That's cool. And did you raise your children Lutheran? Yes. Yeah. I. I've only been to one Lutheran church, and it was in Oskaloosa, Iowa. Have you ever been to Iowa? No. No? It's a very small... It's pretty small. There's not a whole lot going on, but lots of farmers. And you mentioned horse and buggy. This is kind of... But I'm curious, were there a lot of Amish folks in Germany? No. No?
1: No, no. I'm I'm a city girl.
0: Right. What city did you grow up in in Germany?
1: Okay, say that again.
0: What city was it? Oh,
1: Kölzheim.
0: Kölzheim, okay.
1: And that's between Nürnberg and Stuttgart. Hmm,
0: nice. I need to learn my German geography a bit better. It's very elementary. I know kind of where Berlin is. (laughs) But that's very cool. Do you have a favorite president that we've had since you've been alive? Kennedy. Kennedy, yeah? He was the... Hunkiest. Between him and
2: uh, FDR. FDR.
0: Yeah. Wow. Man, that's so, it's crazy to think of how many presidents you've gotten to experience and live under. Because I'm just fascinated by the passing of time, you know, and all the how much can change just in a year. And to think of all the life you've been able to live, it's wonderful to me. I, I love it. And I'm so glad you're here in San Antonio now. And I've met you through your grandson. <laughs> and, oh, go ahead.
1: Can I say one thing? Please, say anything you want. Growing up through the war, it was really, really bad. Yeah. We had uh, a lot of alerts mm. when the American airplanes bombing Germany. Right. About an average of three times a night. We had to go in a basement, in a cold basement, for about three, four hours.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: For about four years. We were hungry a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, on 23rd of February, 1945, 52 bombers bombed my hometown. Hmm. Over 360 people died. Hmm. And it was bad.
0: Yeah. I'm curious if there was, did you feel any resentment towards America when you moved here?
1: I'm glad when they came because the Germans, it was very, very strict.
0: Hmm. So you felt that, there was a sort of freedom coming. Absolutely, even though, waiting
1: for that. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's such an interesting paradigm to be in because I feel like it would be tempting to be angry at the destruction that was brought, but I guess if your perspective is you were being freed from the oppression of a you know well, terrible it, dictator, it was a relief. Yeah. Wow. I think that's a powerful perspective to have because it's so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm so saddened by the existence of war, you know, and the fact that the just all the bombing that's gone on even. But it's encouraging to hear your perspective of seeing the need for it, I guess, in order to be freed from the oppression of a dictator. Because, man... That's just such a wild experience. And I feel that so many people in my generation and my age have such a sensitive perspective on life because they haven't had to go through things that are that difficult in comparison. Like
1: You don't know how good you got it.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> we are incredibly fortunate for all the things we have. <laughs> yeah, man.
2: Her her uh, hometown, that uh, was close to the end of the war, mm. and so the worst fighting that they ever had was right there, well, and her town was destroyed. Ninety nine percent destroyed. Oh my goodness.
0: So it's no wonder you couldn't finish school. Like no, there wasn't know. no school. It yeah, wasn't. Right. It was just gone, man.
1: That's why we're so smart. Yeah,
0: (laughs) you've learned from the world from traveling and talking with people. Man, so what are some things you're thankful for?
1: Every day to be alive.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And is there, when you look back on your life, do you feel there's anything you wish you would have changed or done differently? Or. Yeah, I guess, is, is there things that seem to come back to your mind that you would have liked to try differently, or are you grateful with the way everything has worked
1: out? I'm grateful.
2: Hmm. And everything good. we do is 50-50. Yeah. As everything. There's no in-between.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. I love it.
1: I'm going go to the gym every morning for an hour. Wow.
0: <laughs> Five days a week. That's so incredible. Good work. You Most of the
2: people over the gym, they find out she's 90 years old. They can't believe what she's
0: doing. Yeah. That's so awesome. I'm so glad you guys are still active and doing things. Because I think so often people, like, because I've been in a wheelchair now since 2013. And so it's almost been 10 years. And I know a lot of people in wheelchairs that, or it just seems common that when you get paralyzed or put in a wheelchair or disabled, it's tempting to just kind of pull back and stay home and not do much. But I think that that's really unhealthy and it makes it hard. For, if you're not staying active and social and trying to be around people, it makes it so much more difficult in my mind. So I admire your guys's activeness and responsibility and taking care of yourself because i think it's easy to kind of just get lazy and
1: don't do that keep on going yeah
0: absolutely um what's some what's some advice you feel you would give to people that might be listening and younger and feeling maybe overwhelmed by life and things like the pandemic and just the current state of the world what is some encouragement you might offer
1: don't drink don't smoke don't lie don't steal work hard
0: wow hit all the points that's good (laughs) how about you robert you got anything that
2: goes along with her yeah (laughs) i got smart
0: yeah (laughs) just follow the leader right (laughs) that's so cool and, man, I guess I'm curious what you, uh, just if there's anything that you'd like to share, or have you ever been on the radio before? No. Wow. 90 years and never been on the radio. Well, I'm glad we're getting you on. Okay. That's good.
2: <laughs> I could tell you for a while, I lived with an aunt of mine in a little country town in Missouri for uh-huh. a while and didn't have no electricity. Hmm. And we had to dig a well so we'd have water. But my uh, uncle, take it someplace, found a battery-powered radio. Oh. And he owned a 1931 Chevrolet. And at night, we during the day, us kids would all of us try to argue what we're going to watch. He didn't listen to the radio. He'll watch it to you. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> We could come in, and he would, he, after all the chores are done, we could all go out and sit around in front of that radio, and just like we're watching a TV or something. Yeah. And for two hours. Because <laughs> if he didn't, if he didn't just cut it off in two hours, he couldn't get his car started the next day. Oh, wow. So he couldn't go to work. Huh? Uh, but uh, that, that's very, because the radio was the only thing we
0: had. Right. Only kind of entertainment. Man. That's so cool. Um, if there's, I, I'm curious to, to, to hear your perspective on death and the idea of knowing we're all going to die and how you've come to accept that maybe and I, you're obviously working to prolong your life just by being active and intentional with how you spend your time and take care of yourself but what if because you've surely lost loved ones and friends and what do you feel you've learned from that or how to better move towards death in a graceful manner
1: well it's in the head of the Lord whenever your time comes you're going to go
0: mm. Right, that makes it easier. And we've made
2: all the arrangements ahead of time. (laughs) It's all paid for. Our kids don't have to worry about us. Oh, man. It's all taken care of.
0: That's awesome. And I think you guys still have quite a long ways with us because you've got so much life in you, I can see. And I love it because I get so sad. My mom tells me she never, ever wants to be put in a home because she would just be miserable and My parents are both very adventurous and love to travel and do tons of fun stuff. They have a Jeep and whatnot. And so I so admire that about them and I I love their love of adventure. And I'm curious about maybe some of the adventures you two have been on that stand out in your memory of some of the great trips or travels that you maybe made or certain things like that. Any?
2: Oh, no, really? I mean, the thing was it like, wherever we was at, especially when our, ki- our kids were younger, mm-hmm. we always made arrangements where we go travel to, you know, see something like over in Germany, we go see castles and yeah. different things, the Rhine River and all this. And the same thing in the States, you go to different places until they got, got older and moved out. Yeah. I thought that was good for them.
0: Absolutely. I I my parents were very intentional about making sure we traveled and I've been fortunate to go to every single state in the US and that has been so cool wow. just to see the different cultures in all the different corners and how each state has its own little unique uniqueness to it and I love I just love to travel and I really love to spend more time over in europe and i'd like to make it to every country if i could but that's quite a few <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> but that's i i'm so uh i'm just so grateful that you guys are willing to talk with me um what's uh what what's the legacy you want to leave how do you want to be remembered
1: Well, I don't, I never thought of it. I mean, it.
0: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> no worries. It puts all of
1: our kids to. I'm not an important no. person, so it doesn't matter. I disagree, but I know what you mean.
0: You're humble, but I think you're still important. I think you've, you've probably brought loads of joy to everyone that meets you.
1: I'm very strict.
0: Are you? <laughs> but you still like to have fun, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you guys do for
1: fun? Well, we've been to the coast a few times. Nice. I like to go to the coast.
0: Yeah. Do you ever play dominoes? No. No?
2: I did when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite games is Mexican-trained dominoes, and my grandparents taught me how to play it years and years ago with my parents, and it feels like a game that's popular among senior citizens, and sometimes I feel like a senior citizen, just by being in a wheelchair. (laughs) But, awesome, I'm wondering, do you have any questions for me? Is there anything you're curious about, or, and it's okay if not.
1: Well, uh, I'm sorry you're in a wheelchair. It's okay. Don't be. And, uh, we had, or uh, he had a, a, a cousin castle. was in a wheelchair for many years. Do mm. you remember? He was in a c- c- car accident.
0: Mm.
1: And, uh, but he had a a house built so he could go around. Nice. And also exercise. Yeah. And, uh. I don't know, how many more years did he live did he, after he got paralyzed? Quite a few years.
2: Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah.
0: But, but we've seen,
1: we seen him in a wheelchair a few times, mm-hmm. yes, when he was young.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was 18 when I got paralyzed, but wow. it's been all right. I've learned so much from it and it's taught me a lot about just the idea of hard things are going to happen to everyone but it's our choice how we react to it and what we choose with what comes our way and you can make it a lot more bearable if you choose to accept it with joy yeah
1: i totally agree Hmm. yes
0: um what are? What do you feel is something that brings you joy?
1: Just be able to get up every day and make it through the day.
0: Yeah. Is there, do you find, how old do you feel?
2: Eighteen. Yeah? She thinks <laughs> <says> she's eighteen. <laughs>
0: That's fun. I can see it. Okay. You, st- you still got your spry, childlike sense yes. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you have any favorite books or things you feel that have been impacting on your life and your worldview, maybe shaped the way that you view everything?
1: Well, I read the paper every day. Yeah. But uh, to read a book, it takes me an awful long time. I really don't like reading. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's okay. That's awesome, though. Um, do Do you have a lot of community here in san antonio still and f- folks that you get to hang out with or spend time with or you two, pretty much just together all the time youtube well
1: we keep busy yeah really
0: what do you keep busy with
1: washing ironing <laughs> baking
0: yeah cut the yard all sorts
1: cut of the thing. yard
0: yeah just keep yourself busy and doing things all the time, kind of. Pretty much. Yeah. That's cool. Do you have anything that you you still want to accomplish in your life or anything you're... That, do you know a bucket list?
1: you know that term? I know that term, but uh, I like to be with family. Yeah. Grandchildren and now we have a great grand, great-granddaughter. Yeah. That's... That's special. Mm.
2: Yeah, getting the family together is very important.
0: Right. I love that.
2: All the holidays,
0: birthdays,
2: and all.
0: Yeah. And because you've got how many grandchildren now? I have three grandchildren on the
2: way. Grand- so no, you got three kid. grand grandsons. Yeah. And one grand great granddaughter, and another one on the way.
0: Awesome. That's terrific. I've got three older sisters, and eleven nieces and nephews. Oh wow! And one on the way. So my grandpa or my parents are hyper grandparents now. (laughs) A
2: lot different. Yeah. I had till I was seven. Well, say seventeen or sixteen, I should say. uh, I was an only child. Wow. In my family, my parents got divorced, and immediately I gained three stepbrothers and a stepsister. Oh wow. And within three years I had three half-sisters.
0: <laughs> Man. And what was that like? Was, was it kind of shocking or?
2: To me it takes hard to get used to.
0: Yeah. I, I think it had a
2: lot, not just that, but uh, my parents got divorced, they are raising new families and everything. -hmm. That's the main reason I went in the military and go out and do my thing, you know, in the military.
0: Yeah.
2: I went in the navy. Navy was okay, but I enjoyed the army, and I, I really did. I really loved in the army.
0: Mm. I had twenty-two years of service. Wow, thank you. That's amazing, man. And. You got to go to a lot of different places with that, I'm sure.
2: Oh yeah, and uh, when I went in the navy, I was on an aircraft carrier, a USS Bonham Richard. Wow. And was in the, during the uh, Korean War, and we were patrolling, right, and all, all of our aircraft were going into into Korea, and doing their bombing and whatever. Right. And. Uh, Then I got transferred to a seaplane tender. I went to Japan, and we uh, set up sea drones for seaplanes and operated with that until I finally got out of the Navy. I was out about 60 days, and I went in the Army.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Just couldn't get enough of it, huh? But you liked the Army more than the Navy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I always wondered if I joined the military which branch I would want to be in. I couldn't do it now, but yeah. it before when I was younger. But then I I thought it would be more fun to just travel separate from the military without all the rules and training and stuff. But but I love that I think you get a sort of camaraderie and brotherhood with all the people that you meet through that and
2: Yeah, you run into people throughout your career. Yeah. You be surprised how many people stay for a career
0: for sure yeah i've got a friend that recently had to move to el paso and he's he's been training to be a helicopter pilot and so that's been cool to listen to his experience and all of that but man well we've been talking for about 45 minutes so we can wrap things up but do you have any final thoughts or any words of encouragement you might offer to youngins
1: yes be nice to everybody and treat them like you like to be treated
0: Hmm. i agree yeah (laughs) me too well thank you so much robert and hetty i'm so grateful to meet you both and so thankful that you were willing to come and talk to me for a little
1: while well i enjoyed it very much goodbye now feed us in awesome